Welcome to Media Business. I'm Tony Conley. This is the Michigan Business Network. We've got a great guest today. And I think with May being Mental Health Awareness Month, Dr. John Braccio from Regional Psychological Services would be the perfect candidate to talk to. Dr. Braccio, how are you, sir? Never better. Never better. High point of a high period. I'm in a good mood, Tony. Like talking to you. You know that. <laughs> well, I want to talk a little bit about May is Mental Health Awareness Month. It seems like in the last five years or so, mental health is finally at the forefront of talking about. And I want to get your take on first, uh, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. This year's theme is Tools to Thrive. What's your thought about that? Well, yeah, I would make a f- couple just first comments. I think every age has mental health issues, things they have to deal with as part of the human condition. I do believe right now, though, dealing with the COVID, dealing with so many changes in society that have been going on the last 40, 50 years, and I can go into those also, it's a difficult time for people right now. Then you add things like inflation, you add uncertainty, you add war, you add so many things going on that it's, I think, difficult for people to really have a positive mental health. You know, when we figure at any given point, we're talking about maybe a quarter of the population having some type of a mental health disorder, whether mainly anxiety and, of course, depression would be the two key ones. So it's definitely a difficult time for people right now from a mental health perspective. And like I've said, we have the breakdown of the family. We have so many persons feeling abandonment. We have so many situations of kids never knowing who is their father going to be, their mother. And this goes on over the years. We have 50% of marriages failing. We have a lot of anger. We have, and I would even say at the highest level of the political levels, we have people preaching hate against people they disagree with. And I just don't see a pulling together. And I see a lot of people pushing negativity as almost a form of positivity, which makes no sense at all, because there's really a need. If you want to have good mental health, you have to be promoting positive. And if you just focus on negative, you're going to get negativity. So it's a difficult time, difficult period. But I do believe if we work hard at making good decisions moving forward, that we can have much better mental health. I'm an optimist, as you know, Tony, but at this point, there's a lot of negativity and a lot of things that you can see that people are just going through difficult times right now as a group. Dr. Braccio, looking back to when you first started your practice, do you see more the same or less challenges with mental health? I think there's more now, Tony. You know, I've been at this 56 years, which really is a long time, okay? I've been in private work since the you know late 70s. I think what's happened If we go back to the 60s and we go back to the, you know, whether we think it was good or bad, the impact of the breakdown of the family and divorce as a whole has been devastating to the kids that have come out of that. And those kids are now adults. And a lot of those kids and people feel abandonment. They didn't have good role models growing up. They've had to learn from other people, from a spouse, from a friend, from priests, from, you know, communities, call it whatever you will. So I think that the population as a whole is, I think, more fragile. And then we have a world, too, if you want a little negativity, where people are being, I think, trained to be so easily upset 
you know, people need safe spaces. If someone disagrees with them, I'll just give you a kind of a, I'll give you a hot button issue. If a person believes that marriage is between a man and a woman, okay, and from a Christian point of view, that doesn't mean they would hate or dislike a gay couple. They have nothing to do with each other. I'm just taking an observation because a lot of people take the argument, if you disagree with something with me, that you hate me or you're disparaging me or you're saying something negative. I just happen to take a hot button issue. So I just believe in life, we're going to run into people we disagree with. We're going to run into people we do agree with, but we don't have to hate someone or feel that they're diminishing and attacking you because they disagree with you. And I think we are in our schools. And I'll even go a little further on this. If you mind, Tony, I would say from a good mental health point of view, I think most parents now, this is argumentative, but we're talking about I think parents want five things from a school, a good school district. They want the training, writing, and arithmetic. We'll add computer skills. We add to that good citizenship. And I think when you see schools trying to go way beyond those things and trying to in all ideology, all kinds of beliefs, things that go contrary to the confusion that parents are having now, kids are having or persons that may be coming out of the schools over many years. So these are kind of big issues. They do relate to the product or the human beings, the people we interact with and see every day. So I a lot of people on more issues than maybe I was seeing 40 years ago. Tony Connolly, this is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Dr. John Bracho. And when we come back, Dr. Bracho, I want to talk a little bit about decorum and disagreeing and how we got to the point where people hate you if you can't have a conversation with them. We'll do that next on Media Business. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. Welcome back to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. My name is Tony Conley, and we are talking with Dr. John Braccio from Regional Psychological Services. And Dr. Braccio, I want to talk to you about something that is one of the reasons we created this podcast, was to talk about what happened to the days when we could debate, when we could talk about issues and not take it personally and not demand that people agree with us. And now it's gotten to the point where the government was trying to create a disinformation board, which effectively would kind of taken away this dialogue. And what happened? How did we get here? Well, Tony, I think it's kind of amazing. You know, from a little history, we can look back at the two great traditions. You know, I'd even argue that Edmund Burke 
was kind of the founder when we think of conservative thought institutions must change slowly okay and but they need to change but slowly and then you have a thomas Paine, who was kind of another good irishman of that time period that was more a revolution now and a continuing revolution you're going to say well what does that mean to now well i think you have in order for a society to survive you do need to have two competing forces those that are ready to change everything now and those that are trying to put a little slowness to it if you will i think what happens now oversimplification but i think now you have a lot of battling going on about wanting to do everything immediately or people that don't want to maybe make changes i think what we have to do is be able to just talk about things days of tip o'neill and ronald reagan are long gone okay if you remember these two another two old irishmen that they were completely different politically but they were able to work together or even a newt gingrich and a bill clinton we don't seem to have any of that anymore, where people can really work together. There seems to be more of a real hatred, a real disagreement, and it relates to friendships. Because I saw over the election of President Trump, there were a lot of families that broke down over that. And I'm sure many have done the same over the with President Biden. We need to get to the point where people can just talk. And even forgetting just politics, we are to a point where I think too often people are being trained or taught to argue a particular point or a position. You can argue it, but you have to argue it with, from a point of respect. I've always believed in talking, debating, like you and I have talked over the years about many things. We agree, we mean, but we don't get upset about things. But we are at an age where that skill set is kind of being lost. And that is a very bad thing to lose in a society because in a like we have a republic, it's really true. Again, as Ronald Reagan said, you're always just one generation away from losing it. So if we lose the ability to communicate, to share, to just being respectfully is a wonderful skill set, Tony. And I think that it seems to be one that is being lost. And people tend to generalize or each generation goes after the younger group. But I do think a lot of younger persons being trained to think in a certain way and to argue a position that other people totally disagree with. In order to really make good decisions, you need to have good debate. You need to have people that can sincerely say what they believe, not worry they're going to be attacked. And that people can have crazy ideas, but they can think they're reasonable. But once they talk about it, they can realize that the right way to do something may not just be one way. You may be able to do the right thing going to. Well, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is to create that type of environment. I don't know how I made it in this life, Dr. Braccio, because I come from a dysfunctional family where there was domestic abuse like you would not believe. There were illegal activities going on in the house. There was just stuff that kids shouldn't have to see. And then you put on top of that, I come from a single parent home, no father in the family, lots of stepfathers. And what I ended up doing was getting out of that when I was 17. And I always seem to surround myself with friends and girlfriends who came from stable families. And that kind of helped me find my way in that regard. But when it comes to making good decisions and you know, that's kind of an ongoing process. And I have found that 
learning about the other generation, starting with my kids. I listen to their music. I watch their shows. I may not like them. I want to have a sense of what they're doing, what they're enjoying. And I find that even though we have debates and I disagree with them to the point of, I think they should be drug tested sometimes. And I say that jokingly, man, you just got to talk to people and, and find compromise. And we've just lost that. So I hope to help create that. Well, good for you. Now, you mentioned a very important factor in, in, in many, many points, but the one I really picked up on, you wanted to be around stable people. That was important to you. I'll give you, uh, since you mentioned family, my dad was a good Italian immigrant, landed in 1903 at eight years old, by the way. <laughs> but he used to always say to me, John, go with those that know more than you do, because you can then learn more. And he said, anybody you meet, regardless of their level in life, they will have learned something that's helped them get through life. And that is a key thing to do. Now, on your point, if you can't go and debate issues and try to sort things out in a positive way, then one, you're not going to learn anything. Two, you're going to become more, you know, really just calcified in your beliefs. And if more and more people do that, then you're not going to have good discussion. We definitely need to have those that interact have to be able to agree, disagree, but do it in a civil manner. I do agree with you. I think that is a skill set that is going by the wayside as people are being taught in a calcified way to believe in a certain way. There is not always one way. There's many ways to do something. And that's what I think is lacking, even in families right now. I'm amazed how many families are broken down over political issues, over the right way to do this or that. So it is a thing that we need to be working at, but I think it needs to begin at the highest levels. We don't have it in government. Certainly, I don't think at the state or federal level, and I'm not trying to pick on any particular people. I'll just say as a whole, you don't have anybody who I'm going to pull everyone together. We don't have to agree on everything, but we really want to have people really wee-weeing out the White House window and not in it, as I once heard someone say many years ago. So just a thought, but we do definitely need compromise, good communication, a willingness to accept things. And it's just something I really believe is lacking. Pretty common. Most of us would be obvious. We're talking with Dr. John Braccio from Regional Psychological Services. When we come back, we're going to talk about the mass shootings that have been happening in malls and hospitals and even in schools. We'll talk about that next on Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. Welcome back to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Dr. John Braccio. We've been talking with Dr. Braccio about mental health 
May is uh, National Mental Health Awareness Month. And Dr. Braccio, these mass shootings have been in the news quite frequently, unfortunately, in schools and hospitals, in malls. There's a lot of discussions about guns, especially legal guns. But I want to go beyond the guns themselves, and I want to talk about the people. And I think we've heard enough in the news to know that the people committing these obviously have some mental health challenges, dysfunctional families, they're isolated, they're alone, they've been bullied a lot. A lot of them are white males, younger. So we know all that, but what can we do to make the situation better and identify these people sooner to not only prevent these challenges, but to help them? Well, I want to pick up on a few things, though. Tony, there's a lot of mass killings by a little bit of everybody, okay? And like just in Chicago a week ago, there were 51 people shot, nine killed. That's yeah, okay. Now that, and four of those or two of those were mass shootings, okay? So I think, and there were 213 of them already this year, but that's four more people, four more victims. So I think what we really have to do, we do have to take a look And obviously, in relation to gun laws, I mean, in terms of anything we can do to, you know, make things safer. And when I say that, this is another one of those topics that you can get people really bristled if you think about it. But having a nuclear tip bullet, having a jet plane, having a tank are not reasonable. Okay, I think most of us would agree on that. So then I think we have to take a look at where are most of the killings being done? Well, they're really being done by handguns, okay? But remember, we have hundreds of millions of guns, and very if, if you take a percent, a tiny percent of people are all killing each other, okay? They're just some, and there are certain places that they're occurring. I would like to know how many of these shootings are done by legal guns, okay? How many are done by illegal guns? I would want to know a lot about in terms of what type of weapons are already being used, okay? Like we had an assault gun ban years ago. And again, I'd like to know, was that effective? Was it not effective? Is this kind of a red herring? Are we mentioning the assault gun when the vast majority of shootings have nothing to do with assault guns, okay? Now that would be a thought. Then I think we have to realize, what do we have, about 200,000 schools in the country? You know, if we could get a better idea, and this gets into getting the flags, if you will, like if you take a look at when we find these shooters, you mentioned a little this before, like this fella from Uvalde, okay, the one in Texas, he had quite a history, okay, meaning he definitely was an angry guy, he had threatened people before, but to go from killing your grandmother to all of a sudden going and killing little kids is kind of shocking, but he did kill pets. There definitely were things about him that we really ought to have seen. The person, the Buffalo shooter, he's another one. He even had out on the internet, you know, his manifesto, okay, what he was going to do. The Kenosha truck driver or the SUV, whatever he was using that killed people, he was another fellow. There was a lot on the internet. So we definitely need to, without getting into the Ministry of Truth, 1984, we do need the book, the 1984. We do need to find a better way to sort out who these potential persons are. And the difficult thing is, 
we want to make sure we don't do it. We've just put hundreds of people away where maybe one in a hundred people that says things actually is going to be, you know, causing issues. So when I take a look at this, there's no one solution, you know, getting rid of assault weapons. I don't own an assault weapon or anything. That may be a good idea. However, that's not going to be stopping the thousands of people being killed each year. Okay. But I think if we can look at a mental health point of view, if we can have more positivity, if everybody just, it sounds almost like a, you know, I don't know, Peter Pan thought, but if everybody just was nice to people more, you know, do unto others, more of, if you see somebody lonely or you see somebody having a hard day, if every one of us wouldn't cost us anything, just went out of our way a little bit more, I think that could help, particularly isolated people. Because there are a lot of isolated people. There are people that you could say have been bullied, that do not know really right from wrong. This is another problem too, that all the gun laws are not going to be stopping the sociopath or psychopath from doing wrong. They're in this, I'm afraid over the years, we have more of them out there too. And 1% of the population has schizophrenia of one form or another. Now, that can lead to really issues too. So now you asked me what to do. And what I'm mentioning to you, Tony, we need to do a lot of things. Okay. But what I hear is if I turn on the TV, I hear there's one thing to do, or there's this particular thing to do. No, there's a need for a lot of people to sit down and decide what they're going to be doing. But from a mental health point of view, I think we really have to find a better way to track potential problems. And this is where I think social media gets in. I think government gets in, but we can't end up with a ministry of truth. I think that's what a lot of people have concerns about, that the information will be used in a big brother way to just take out people they might just politically or some other way. But if we can do it in a way that is open and free, if you will, that would be good. And we need to maybe have more from a maybe a, a kind of an employee assistance program, education assistance program, where there are more first-line mental health workers that are specifically trained, geared, and prepared to do this type of work. We really don't have that right now. We have people, but we really don't have a group of first responders, if you will, that could go in when there are critical. When we run into the red flag person who's threatening people, is killing cats, just doing things that are so out of the norm of normality and really doing, saying threatening things and having the capability of even doing it. So these are just some thoughts that I would have. No one way, Tony. There's got to be a number of people from different disciplines sitting down and it can't be a circular firing squad where each side's firing at the other one. Everyone has to be willing to come in to discuss things and do it in an open and honest way. It's gun control, whether it's abortion, whatever it might be, people have to be willing to talk and compromise. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. We've been talking with Dr. John Baraccio from Regional Psychological Services in Michigan. Dr. Baraccio, I appreciate your time so much. Thank you, sir. Very good, Tony. Always good to talk to you, my friend. This is Media Business. I'm Tony Conley, and this is the Michigan Business Network.